Hello, this is Zandi Hicks. This podcast is called Bold, Brave, and Daring because, well, that's already inside of you. You can choose to be bold, brave, and daring every day of your life. And this podcast teaches you how to walk through life with God, Him showing you how to become bold, brave, and daring. This podcast is like letters from God Himself. So stay tuned because I know that He wants to speak right to you. How are you guys doing? I hope that you're having a good day. And um, I know the last two weeks I talked about self-image and I hope that was really impactful for you and some good tips that you got to use throughout the week. This week, I really want to talk about probably the biggest struggle I have overcome in my life, and that is overcoming fear. Um, So the kind of fear that I'm talking about is, you know, when you're a little kid, Um, And you were afraid of the dark. I don't know if you were afraid of the dark. I was afraid of the dark for sure. And I was afraid of anything quote unquote scary. So while all my friends were watching Harry Potter, um, anything Halloween related, um, like on Disney or I I remember at school they showed Goosebumps or um, even something as simple as like King and or Kid in King Arthur's Court, um, The Princess Bride. I would have my mom write me a note to get out of that class because I did not want to watch that. And if I did watch it, I would not sleep that night. I remember this one time they showed the goosebumps with the girl who um, the mask got like stuck to her face. Oh my gosh, that was so scary. So if you were in that class and you were also scared in like the third grade, yeah, I was with you. I was actually like hiding outside of the classroom like, oh my gosh, never again. So I was that kind of afraid and I would just lay awake at night and um, thinking like something's going to get me and you know every noise you hear you're like what was that? That usually you grow out of that feeling right? And I I figured I would but I didn't and even as a teenager I would go to a sleepover and they'd be watching a scary movie and I would just go in a different room, I'd read, I'd put in headphones so I didn't have to hear it. It was embarrassing, and I remember even at like 18, watching a movie at like my boyfriend's house then, and it was about zombies, and I remember coming home, running into my house, and going into my mom's room and making her scoot over, because I was like, I am not sleeping alone tonight. If zombies are coming, I will not be alone. (laughs) So it's just this like irrational fear, and when you live like that, Like, you just live trapped. And if you're like me and you hear a podcast and you're thinking, what caused this person to be this way? That's what I do. I try to figure out the why. I don't know why I was like this because I got saved when I was six, you know, Um, and I had a relationship with God. I knew all the Bible verses and my mom, she would pray over us at night and um, we'd sing songs and it was very peaceful environment. But then this just fear comes from the enemy and I would get so worked up over things that weren't real. You know, fear is false evidence appearing real. And so it's just this irrational fear that just doesn't even need to be there, but it's there. And so 
I did not know how to overcome this. Um, I actually started to overcome it when I started dating my husband. And man, he helped me tremendously. I remember when one of the first times I went to his house, uh, he showed me, I don't know, they were watching something and I was like totally freaked out by it. Like he wasn't sure if I was going to come back. <laughs> and he sent Authority of the Believer by Kenneth Copeland to my parents' house for me to hear, to listen to um, the CDs. And my mom was like, you better hide that from your dad. <laughs> because I grew up in a Baptist home. Kenneth Copeland is not on that same, you know, spectrum. <laughs> so... I had grown up, you know, being just terrified, and that just really traps you. So I was 19, I had started kind of learning, like I'd shared with you last week, how to be confident, reading different books, learning how to overcome my fears, because in all of those books that, you know, help you with your confidence, they also help you overcome fear, and I had read Fight Like a Girl, I had read warrior chicks. I'd read Battlefield of the Mind. I'd read Victory Over the Darkness. Like I had read a lot of books. I wasn't there yet. And then once Zach and I got married, I was working at Chick-fil-A and I I kept getting sick. I wasn't sure where it was coming from, and I hadn't had that in a couple years. It it had gone away a little bit, and then it came back, and I was like, what is happening? I couldn't walk. I went and saw this doctor. She said it was a parasite, and so she gave me medicine. That made it worse, so I ended up just being in bed a lot and not being able to move, not being able to cook because my arms hurt, not being able to walk because my feet and my legs hurt, like just my joints, and I was like, this is debilitating at 20. I don't, 21, I don't want to live like this. And I figured it out. I have celiac disease. I've known for like, at this point, six years. It was the gluten, being around the gluten, touching the gluten at Chick-fil-A. I was like, oh, I cannot actually, you know, do this job. So I started my own cleaning company and, you know, started working up my self-confidence in that aspect too of owning my own business but during that whole season of being sick it was from about January to March that it was just trying to figure out what's going on and if you've ever had a sickness where you don't know where it's coming from you're just going from doctor to doctor to try and figure out like can anybody help me please and when you're going through that sickness Like Jesus eradicated all sickness and disease. He nailed it to the cross when he died on the cross. And so for us to walk in sickness is not natural because God already took care of that. As a a believer and as a Christian, you're healed. The Bible says by his stripes, you were healed. Therefore, it's already done. And so when I was walking in that sickness, I was also walking in fear. And this is, this is, what I've learned, but you have power, love, and a sound mind. And the enemy has no power. So I'm going to read this to you. It's in Colossians 2.15. And I love the Passion Version, so the Passion Translation of the Bible. If you don't have it, I would totally recommend it. Check it out on version. But 
Um, it says, Then Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. And by the power of the cross, Jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph. He was not their prisoner. They were his. And I love in like the context at the bottom that, it, you know, gives you more of a description. When it talks about this verse, it says, This implies that between the day of the crucifixion and the day of resurrection, while in the spirit realm, Jesus destroyed death, the powers of darkness, and every work of the enemy through the blood of his cross. All the enemy's weapons have been stripped away from him, and now the church has authority in Christ to enforce this triumph upon the dethroned rulers of this world. So, to me, and me reading that, I'm thinking, and I know, I have the power, and the enemy has no power. The only power he has is mine, because I'm the one who has it. Jesus stripped them of all power. And so, sickness is, I categorize it as the same as fear, as the same as anything else that he uses to try and strap you down. Because here's the thing, we talked about it last week and the week before, that God formed you before the foundations of the earth were even formed. You know, Proverbs talks about it. Psalms talks about it. Like he, he knows your plan for, I know the plans I have for you, you know, plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope in a future. He doesn't want you to live in sickness and he doesn't want you to live in fear and knowing those things and then being sick. It just doesn't even make sense in your mind because you're like, I know that Jesus set me free from this. I just have to walk out the steps to get there. And so going through that season of sickness, I was actually having a lot of anxiety, panic attacks, just freaking out. I couldn't be by myself and it couldn't be quiet. It could not be silent. When I was at work, I was okay, but I was in pain. So then I couldn't work. And then um, if my husband wasn't home, I was freaking out like I had to call somebody I had to talk to somebody because it was too quiet and I couldn't be by myself and if you're in that it it totally feels like you're trapped and you're bound and I remember this one night it just this was pretty much the breaking point I was sitting there on the couch like rocking and Zach my husband was just holding me and we were playing worship music and he was like I don't know how to help you. And I was like, I feel like I'm going crazy. And it, I know like there's people that have walked through that too. And I promise you're not crazy. You're just, this is just the season that you're in, but you can overcome this. I promise. I've seen it happen. I've seen it not just with me, but I've seen it with so many people. And it's beautiful to watch how God restores all of that. And so that was kind of the breaking point. And I remember being at work one day and I hadn't heard God really in this whole period. And that was the hardest part is that I couldn't hear him. The, the chaos in my head was too loud. And I heard him finally, this was in March. And he said, go see Pastor Kristen, which is my pastor's wife. And we hadn't been going to our church that long, probably three months. And so I was, it was out of my comfort zone to do that. But I was like, you know what? God said to do it. I haven't heard him in so long. I need to do it. So I called. She was available that afternoon. I left work. I went and saw her. And 
I remember just crying in her office and explaining this to her and saying, like, am I crazy? And she said, no, no, you're not. She said she had actually walked through a similar season of just where God is quiet and you're wondering, where did you go? She'd actually walked through it for a year. And during that time, she journaled a lot. And, you know, she told me, think about David. He journaled like that all throughout Psalms. There's Psalms of him praising God. And then he's like, God, where are you? I don't know where you went. And it's just, it's just part of being a believer. This is part of maturing in your faith. The most impactful things that she said to me were the whole time in the past months that I had been reading books and, you know, starting to change myself, I was battle training. That was my training. And now I was in the battle. She said, it's time for you to go fight. She shared this illustration with me and it was so beautiful. It's a vision that God gave her. And when she was walking through the same season, she has a background as a nurse. And in her vision, she was in a white tent in, in a war. And in, in movies, I'm sure you've seen it, in the white tent where they have that big red X or cross, you know, that's basically says medic or like hospital. That's where she was. She was inside of there. She was laying down and she had a bandage on her head and a bandage on her arm. And she was laying down and God said, get up. You're healed enough. Now it's time for you to go and fight. And when she said that, it was like something totally lit up inside of me. And I realized I was a warrior, a warrior chick. And I had been battle training that whole time. And now it was, it was time for the battle. And so that day I went home and I have a, I had a whiteboard and I started putting what she said, you're healed enough. Now go out there and fight. I put that on that board. I put, you are more than a conqueror. Like Roman says, I wrote that and I made sure to keep that in front of me at all times. I made sure to put it around my kitchen. I would write on pieces of paper and put it on my cabinets, have myself surrounded by truth and by the battle strategies that I had learned because that was key to keeping myself on the straight and narrow and getting back to normalcy. I'm telling you, when you get in that zone and you realize that you are made to fight, man, you're so powerful. You don't even realize that The enemy has no power over you. You have all the power because Jesus died to give it to you. And he lives inside of you. It says that you have the mind of Christ in the Bible. So you can walk in that truth knowing that you have such a covering by God. Fear has no power. And I don't want to say that it didn't affect me anymore because it took a while. It took you know, years of reading more books and learning more things and not being afraid. I remember I would look at C.S. Lewis's book, The Screwtape Letters, and I would be afraid of it because I knew it was about, you know, a demon 
mentoring a, a new demon. And if, if you guys haven't heard of C.L.S. Lewis' book, The Screwtape Letters, I actually just read it a couple weeks ago, and it's incredible, absolutely incredible. But I, I was afraid of that, and there was no reason for me to be afraid. I was just believing a lie. And then it actually set me free. That is the biggest thing about fear is that it's holding you back because the enemy knows on the other side of that thing that you're afraid of is freedom. Don't be afraid to walk towards your freedom. The enemy knows who you're going to be in the future because God wrote it. And, you know, the angels know where you're going to be. They're fighting for you every single day on your behalf. They're fighting all the demons in the spiritual world, so that way you can go on your mission and affect the people that you're supposed to affect. God has such an incredible future for you. And my motto is, if the enemy is trying to come after me, well, I must have a super good future and I must like stomp on him. Because if he's going to mess with me, then I must be, must be supposed to do something incredible. And that's the same for you. You're supposed to do something incredible. You are something incredible. Just you building your relationship with God is like a slap in the face to the enemy because he can't do that. But you can because God made you for that. And so it, that that's just like a small thing. I knew if I read the word, I will not be afraid because it's giving me my authority and it's giving me my ammo, you know? For your battle training. So that's really how I overcame my fear. It was a lot of taking action, reading, and then worshiping and listening to so many people about spiritual warfare and learning about the word, learning about God, learning how loving God is, and taking him out of the box that the world puts him in because God is so much greater than we even realize and listening to people who have gone through harder things than I have helps me realize that I can overcome anything and you can overcome anything so I really pray that this sets you free and helps you realize that you can walk in victory. You're made to walk in victory. And Jesus already took care of that victory for you. You're already victorious. Don't be afraid to get on the battlefield. You're made to fight. So fight well. Because you're a warrior. I love you. And I'm so grateful that you're listening. And I just pray that God blesses you. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Bold, Brave, and Daring is all about making you bold, brave, and daring. Like I say, because it's already inside of you and God wants to show that to you. So if you have any questions, please DM me, message me. I would love to hear your questions or about what God has done in your life. So let me know, comments, and I love you. And I hope that you have a wonderful week.